If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. And in today's bonus break, we are going to be talking about how to fire a board member. So if you have ever wondered, hey, how do I actually get rid of that board member who just isn't meeting expectations, or even worse, is actively damaging your organization? My friend, you're not alone. You are not the only nonprofit leader who has wondered that. In fact, I get that question a lot, and I will be covering just that very topic in today's bonus break. The bonus break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a tea break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit stronger. And in case this is your first bonus break, let me just remind you that I'm a consultant, a coach, and a confidant for leaders at small and large organizations across the country. I bring three decades of leadership and consulting experience, building, growing, leading, and yes, repairing nonprofit organizations. And in today's bonus break, I am going to share with you three routes or ways for terminating a board member. And I'm also going to be talking about that important who, not who are we going to be terminating, but who is actually going to be having that difficult conversation with the underperforming or disruptive board member. Before I get there, though, let me just share a really quick story with you that comes from very early in my first tenure as an executive director. I had a very difficult board member, and this board member was difficult from my very first day. In fact, he came in, he sat down with me, and I'm not making this up, he slid a sheet of paper across the table, and he says to me, these are the people who you need to fire this week. If you could see me, you'd see that I'm smiling because there's no world in which a board member should be handing me a sheet of paper on my very first day saying, I've made a list of people for you to, for you to fire this week. That is a problem. And let me just share with you, friend, 
the relationship went downhill from there. Of course, I had to set some boundaries with the person, but he had really poor boundaries. He would come into the center, literally, sometimes screaming, sometimes actually coming to find me and screaming about something that he was just incredibly upset about. He was disrespectful to staff. He was disrespectful to other board members. And frankly, we had to set some boundaries because he was tearing the organization apart. When you're faced with a board member like this, you have to make a decision. And it's not, should we terminate this board member or should we not terminate the board member? The decision is actually, how should we be terminating the board member? And there are three ways to do it. The first is my least favorite way, and it's what I refer to as the passive way. Essentially, it's to say, oh, you know, this board member only has three months or six months or a year left in their term, and let's just let them finish out their term and then not renew it. That is not my favorite way for a few reasons. First of all, if you have an underperforming board member or if you have a disruptive board member, They are going to be continuing to pull down your entire board and your organization for as long as they are on the board. And so it is important to act swiftly and not just say, okay, we're going to act on this sometime in three months, six months, 12 months, or maybe even longer. The other reason that I think it's important to not take that passive route is because it puts off the difficult conversation. And once we put it off, it gets even harder to have that conversation. After all, how do you sit down with a board member as part of the nominations process and say, this thing you've been doing for the last two years, well, we know we've not talked to you about it, but now we're just not going to renew your term. The second way, honestly, is my favorite way. And that is the direct and compassionate method. And that's really where somebody, here's where we get to the who, that somebody should not be the executive director and should not be a member of staff, that somebody needs to be the board chair or the governance chair. And if the person at issue is the board chair or the governance chair, it could be the vice chair, it could be the treasurer, but it cannot be the executive director. So Somebody needs to schedule some time with that underperforming or disruptive board member to discuss their service. And in preparation for that meeting, it is critically important that you get all of your information lined up. If there are specific things that the board member is doing or not doing, you have a list of them and they are concrete. And so, for example, it's not, oh, you're causing a disruption, but it could be You come in and you scream at staff. Or in board meetings, you start pointing your finger in people's faces and screaming at them. So it needs to be concrete. And again, you can also use this with an underperforming board member. And in those cases, what you're going to bring are stats and figures. This could include the total number of board meetings that member has missed in the year. Or if they went an entire year without fulfilling their give-get or even making a gift to the organization, those are the solid facts and figures that you are going to bring to that conversation with an underperforming board member. Before you present that information to them, though, ask them how they're feeling about their board service. This could be a pretty self-aware person who knows that 
they're engaging with the board in a way that's disruptive or could know that they're not meeting the expectations of board service. So first, give them the opportunity to share how they're feeling about board service, the ways in which they think they're excelling, and the areas where they are feeling some challenge. This is the point at which, though, that you also want to have that data ready. And so, for example, if I've been an underperforming board member and you're having the conversation with me about how I feel about my service, and I say, oh, I feel good about it. Well, you might want to explore a little bit more. You might want to say, well, Dolph, what about board attendance? Do you feel like you've been able to attend enough of the meetings? I might say, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I missed one a few months ago, but overall, I think I've done a really good job. That's now your opportunity to say to me, well, you know, Dolph, I actually looked at your attendance right before this meeting, and I was surprised to see that you've missed three of the last four meetings. And that's going to open up a bigger conversation with me where I might be a little surprised. And doing that is going to create some cognitive dissonance for the board member who is missing a lot of meetings. Cognitive dissonance is simply a phrase that means the way we perceive ourselves is not the way other people perceive us. And when we realize that those two are incongruent, we have to, we have to take a step back. And normally we ask ourselves, okay, is it me or is it the rest of the world? Once you've done that, it's a good opening to ask the board member if anything's changed in their home life or their work life that they would like to share. This is also the time to ask the board member what support the organization can provide them to help them be the best board member possible. And finally, make sure you ask the board member if they are willing to either recommit or recuse themselves. And so they might recommit to meeting expectations or to changing their behavior and being a more cooperative and collaborative board member. Or conversely, they could recuse themselves. They could say, you know, I'm so glad you had this conversation with me, but really my work is so busy right now, I just don't have the time to serve and I do need to recuse myself. So give them that option, but also give them the agency of being able to make the decision for themselves. Now, as you're having this conversation, a few things that it's always a good idea to slip in. The first is acknowledge that this is a difficult conversation to have and thank them for their openness. Additionally, it's important to recognize that the board member does have the best interest of the organization in their heart. We're not accusing them of trying to sabotage the organization. We just need them to be the best board member they can be. And finally, make sure you empathize with that board member Board service can be challenging, even in the best of times. And if we get sick or we have a sick family member or work gets busy, then board service gets even more challenging. So my friend, so far we've covered two ways, the passive way and also the direct compassionate way. The third way is the legal route for removing a board member. There is every chance in the world that your bylaws have a process for removing a board member. If that is the route you need to take because the direct and compassionate way did not work, 
you want to make sure that you follow whatever is in your bylaws to the letter. And this is also a good time to call up your pro bono legal counsel, or if you don't have pro bono counsel, pay a corporate attorney to advise you. If you need to give that board member a certain amount of notice, you want to make sure you do that. If you need a certain percentage of a majority in order to remove that board member, you want to adhere to that requirement. So this is the time for you to dot every I and cross every T if you are going to go the legal route for removing a board member. And let me also just say, please, let's treat each other as fellow travelers on a blue-green orb hurtling through space. Before you go the legal route, make sure you have the direct and compassionate conversation first. Even if it doesn't work, we owe that level of respect to everybody. I started this episode by sharing with you the story of a super disruptive board member who I experienced during my very first executive director job. And I was incredibly fortunate to have a board that actually kind of discussed each of these. They decided not to go the passive route because this person had a year left in their term and life within the organization would have been miserable with him there. They did try the direct and compassionate route. And unfortunately, that conversation did not work. The board co-chairs had the conversation. He got upset. I don't remember whether he stormed out or not, but his behavior did not change. And ultimately, we had to go to our pro bono legal counsel and go the legal route to have that person removed as a board member. Interestingly enough, once the board removed him, we never heard from this person again. He never came in screaming again. He didn't write any letters to the editor. He just went away, and we were fortunate because he went away quietly. If you ever find yourself in the position of needing to fire a board member, please, please let empathy be your guide, regardless of the route you're going to take. Well, friend, that brings us to the end of this bonus break. I always want to remind you that you can visit us at SuccessfulNonprofits.com and I always want to ask that you rate and review the podcast. That is our bonus break for this week. I hope you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And of course, I got to say it, I'm not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the consulting practice provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. If that's what you need, please find a licensed, qualified professional and get the counsel you need.